Hey friends, Maestro here, bringing you episode 245 of Maestro on the Mic, doing it Thursday, shorty style. In today's episode, I'm asking you the question, do you need to be told a story? You likely have no idea why the heck I'm asking you that or what that means, but you already know you're going to have to tune into the full episode to find out. But first, hey DJ, give me that heartbeat. This is Maestro on the Mic. A podcast designed to help you change your mindset and your life. It is time for something new. Join host Dr. Shante Cofield, also known as the Movement Maestro, on a journey to see the bigger picture. Open your eyes. Find your passion and discover how movement unites us all. Let's get it popping. This is Maestro on the Mic. I'm the Maestro, and you're about to get maestro Three, two. Hello, friends, and thank you for joining me for yet another episode of my favorite podcast. So we got two announcements right off the bat so that I don't forget. Number one, thank you. I sat down and read some of the reviews. I like to go through them every now and again. And you folks are just like the fucking best. Just I say it on Instagram, my people are the best people, and I'll say it over here. My people, that's you, are the best people. Announcement number two, in case you missed it, uh, this past Monday, the long episodes returned, brought Dr. J-Pop on to kick us off, and I'm going to do like a, a bit of a State of the Union series. So you took, I know I took like two months off, like my late summer vacation. And what I'm going to do, bringing these long episodes back, they're all set up and everything. What I'm going to do is I'm bringing on people to basically tell you what they've been up to. And they're going to kind of be representative of, you know, that that uh, p- profession or whatever. So I brought Dr. J-Pop on for episode 244. Definitely check that out. I'll link it in the show notes. Um, and she talked about uh, social justice and the work that she's been doing. Moving forward, I'm going to be bringing on a physical therapist, a CrossFit box owner, massage therapist, uh, a PT. Did I say that already? I don't know. Um, a yogi, a big time yogi, one of my one of my favorites. Um, so just bring di- different people from the industry on to talk about what's been going on, what they've been up to. And uh, yeah, so, oh, and Dr. Tina, of course, to be talking about the naturopath naturopathic side of things and just the disease and everything, the virus rather and everything. So that's all coming up. All right. Now this episode, like I said, in that little like teaser blurb thing there, I want to know, do you need to be told a story? And what sparked this or prompted this episode is I am listening to that book, a story brand. I don't know. It's been in my Audible queue for a bit. And actually, quite a few people have been like, hey, have you read this? Not that I think you're going to need to read it, but he talks about stuff that you're already kind of teaching and, you know, it's kind of in the same vein and maybe you'd like it. So I added it to my queue a while ago. And for whatever reason, I decided to start it yesterday, last night. And I'm, I don't, I don't really know. I'm, I don't know, maybe 20 minutes and I'm not that far in and I'm already like kind of annoyed. I'm not going to lie. Um, and that was like, this is good though, because it's going to, and now I have an episode, a podcast episode that I want to talk about. And 
I'm riffing with this. Sometimes I plan out the episodes and sometimes I don't. Especially when I'm like really fired up. I don't really plan it out. I'm just like, ah, we're going to go talk. And I just feel that it comes out as more natural. And sometimes when I plan it out, my handwriting is so bad that I have to stop because I'm like, what the hell does that even say? I see scribbles on there. I don't even know what that is. So this one didn't plan out. But one of the things that he's, he's talking about is the fact that story is a great way to communicate ideas. It's a great way to move people forward. It's a great way to, to keep people's attention. And while I agree with this, I do, you know, take a little bit of issue. And it's funny because I think I've said it on here before. If not, I'm saying it now. I really want to write a book at some point and it's going to be called It's All Just Storytelling because to me it is. Uh, you know, talking about pricing and selling and life and just everything. Pain science, it's all just storytelling. Uh, but he, he talks about, you know, the utility of this as a as a business strategy. And while I, I understand and I'm not going to disagree, I'm also going to disagree because, you know, and I, I kind of throw this phrase out there. My brother hates the phrase chicken or the egg. But I kind of throw this, you know, put this out there as like, what came first and why, why is this the thing that's being sold to us? And a similar or tangential, I don't even know, concept has been brought to my attention before um, by some people in my audience. Jen, Jen, thinking about you, HK, thinking about you. I'm not even sure if they listen to the podcast, but if you, if you folks do, I'm thinking about you. And basically the discussion that so much of what we quote and so much of what we reference comes from white men in suits. And I was like, you know what? You're right. I gotta write a fucking book. But to me, you know, and a lot of the stuff that I quote for you to you, and I tell you I tell you to read these books and and I get it. A lot of the, the authors look the exact same. They're white men in suits. And it can be really just like, what the fuck? And one of the things that I noticed in reading uh Way of Way of Way of the Wolf, which I also thought was good. I one of the things I noticed with that book is that these these books teach you how to quote-unquote win at this already established game my question is do i want to play that fucking game do i want to beat it so i can make my better game that's kind of how i read a lot of this stuff it's like all right here's the game but guess what i don't really want to win that game because that game like you made up the rules and you made up everything and you made up who's playing and like i don't really like that game and i think that not subscribing to that story or that narrative has been perhaps a bit easier for me because growing up and knowing that I was gay from, you know, like forever, forever, since the beginning of time, I never subscribed to the traditional, the standard narratives. And I very much trusted in, in myself. I was just like, yeah, I hear society saying this, but like, also I know how I feel and like, it's not wrong. And, you know, my mom instilled a ton of confidence in me. And so I think that, you know, between just you know being born, I think, inherently more confident, um, my mom being such an amazing support system, my mom, my grandmother being such an amazing support system, uh, being, uh, I don't even know what the word is, you know, it's not a minority to be to be gay. I, I don't really like that word. Um, but being, uh, you know, an underdog, if you will, and being gay and just being like, but listen, I know what I feel and I know how I feel is right and I don't really care what you say and I'm going to subscribe to my own narrative here. And having all those pieces together, I think, you know, allowed me to grow up in such a way that like, I don't need to be told stories because I'm making my own. So when I was thinking about doing an episode for this week, I was thinking about kind of t titling it or having it talk about trusting yourself because I believe that 
a lot of people, when we have like imposter syndrome and all this other stuff, it's because they don't trust themselves. And I think that it starts from a very young age. And my girl, Stephanie Hine, you know, I love you. Uh, she was we're talking about this. She, I think she's a phenomenal parent. And we talk about these things and how these things can start very early on in life and how we speak to kids and are we instilling self-trust and self-worth and self-value in them or are we like no I know better than you and so tying into this episode is this concept of like do you trust yourself or do you need to be told a story I had a, a discussion I don't know maybe an hour ago with my brother and you know kind of like well where did this come from with with storytelling as like being this marketing thing has it always been this way or like did this develop into a marketing thing or what and it's my belief that you know it's kind of one of those things that's like both and so I know me personally I don't like reading and I don't like podcasts I have a podcast I don't like listening to podcasts I'm more a visual learner so I don't really love listening to podcasts I have these audible books and I'm always like I should just read the actual book Um, but as it relates to uh, how I like to consume content and how I like to learn, I much prefer lists. Part of the reason I don't like reading is because I don't like stories. They take too fucking long. And I'm like, get to the point. Tell me the thing. I know other people are not like that. And this is what he's saying so far in the book is that like people need stories and they need to see themselves as the hero and they need to take them on this journey. And like while I agree, I also, again disagree and I want to know like from you do you need that and so if I if I you know go back to what I was saying when talking to my brother I think that you know when did it when did this happen and when did this become such a thing and to me if I just guess right and maybe he's going to say later on in this book I don't know but if I had to just guess it would seem that when things start getting worse and people start losing hope that's when stories become that much more powerful Right, because we can have all kinds of stories. Halloween's coming, we can have fucking scary stories. I don't really like those, but we could have those coming. But it seems to me, it would seem to me, that the most powerful stories are the ones that inspire hope. That's why uh, you know Subaru freaking turned their ads around and like people getting married on top of a mountain, and you're like, that's great. I need a Subaru now. Right, and it's inspiring this story and this hope and this fun, impossibility. What if potential? Apple did the same thing. Right? I think their marketing, they switched and it was just like, think different. And it was like, oh, hope, different, bigger, better, new, just, you know, change, possibility. And when you can give people that, it's super powerful. So I, I feel like if there are times when, you know, there's more hopelessness or helplessness, then yes, yeah, stories become more powerful. Whereas if your things are good and you're just looking to like, uh, I don't want to say increase productivity because that like, some you know can have a negative connotation now but yeah if you're trying to increase productivity or just like increase efficiency like in the most ethical way possible then you kind of just need like lists right it's just you don't need a whole story around it we're not trying to like impart radical change or anything like that so to me it would seem that perhaps when you know the power of story it's always been there as a way to also like unite people and bring people together so if we have like division and people start working a lot and they kind of start hating their fucking lives and suddenly marketing can capitalize on this and say i'm gonna give you hope via this story and show you why you need a new cadillac so again this is just my own like ramblings but 
I like the stories that I tell myself. So I'm going to, I'm going to go with it. So the question then comes back to, do you personally need a story? One of the things that I really try to instill in the people that I work with and the people that I coach and just the messaging I put out there is to create your own story. I see a lot of people who are so focused on the stories of others and they really need to hear the stories of others in order to like get that confidence that they're not going to die and like, I'm not saying, I'm not trying to fault, this is you, I'm not trying to fault you. But I did an episode, and I'll link that one as well, this creation versus consumption. And the issue with the, you know, that I kind of bring out there is like, I would love to see people creating more than they're consuming. The same thing goes with these stories. I would love to see you creating your own story and your own hope such that you don't need marketers to create these stories and tell you these stories and lure you into these things. And when I say marketers, I mean anyone. Anyone, everyone's always marketing. Because right? marketing is great. It's not a bad thing. It's just storytelling. I, I've talked about this before. So to me, you know, and like I just on a, I was on a call earlier today with a friend and you know, talking about the social dilemma and how much I fucking hated that documentary. I thought it was terrible. Uh, namely because they don't put any responsibility on the actual individual. And they keep talking about like, you know, big tech and that like big tech is the problem because they're, you know, they're being a business and they're trying to get people to stay online longer. But to me, it's just like, what about the individual? Why does that individual need to be on so long? Why can't they make their own story? What's going on with them? Have they put in the work on themselves? Does their life, do they feel like their life sucks so much that they need to go and dive into this, you know, fake reality, that story that somebody else is telling? So yeah, it'd be great if, if big tech was more ethical with things, but also it would be great if people took responsibility for their own actions and didn't need to be fed stories every single minute of every single day in order to have some hope. Right? If they were able to create their own stories and live out their own stories. This is also why I've done a post in the past about being relatable versus respected. You know, I'm all about that both and life. But if forced to choose, I said I'd rather be respected. And again, this is because I don't want someone to buy my thing or want to work with me simply because of, you know, where I went to school or because I was married. I was married. I don't know if you folks know that, but I was married and I got divorced. I don't want them to like want to work with me because I'm divorced or because, you know, who I'm dating or you know, if you want to work with me because of Rupert, I'm okay with that. That's fine. But otherwise, like, I think that we've begun to confuse just simply having a life and what people are doing to, like, strategically become relatable so that they can lure you in because you need to have a story that you can relate to and you could see yourself in it so that you can listen to this person. And in, in, in needing that, I think we miss out on so very much. Which is kind of circles back to what I said earlier about how a lot of the stories that I read are written by people that don't look like me, a lot of white men in suits. And I can take that story for the facts that are in it and the information. I mean, let's not even say facts. I think it's a story anyway. For the, for the, for the story that's being told and say, all right, how, can, how does this fit my story? What do I want to take from this and use as a tool to move forward and create, right? And not just keep consuming, consuming, consuming. Can I only listen to this because the person looks like me and they've had the same background as me and therefore they can relate more? I'm not trying to downplay that. There is value in that. But I think that 
needing that to be there all the time in order to listen to someone, in order to like believe what they're saying, in order to like whatever. I, I think that there is something that maybe we should be looking at, right? So the question, I'm looking at the clock, you know, 16 minutes into this, the question again is, do you need to be told a story? Which I think, you know, as I'm, as I'm talking here, can be boiled down into, do you trust yourself? Right? Like stories are great and they have a time and a place and it's like used for entertainment. All right. But I see so much done in, the, in you know, I'm in the online space and social media space and I see so much storytelling and I'm like, you know, you go on a freaking sales page and it's a thousand scrolls long and I'm like, Jesus Christ, who needs to read all this in order to buy? If you need to read all that, like, do you not trust yourself to like buy this thing and use it? And if it didn't change your life, then okay, you move forward, you probably learn something from it. And like the, the amount of convincing that needs to go on, the amount of storytelling that needs to go on. You know, and I and I never want to say things and just like put people down and be like, that's bad and that's wrong. But I will question pretty much damn near everything. And I have to question the recipients of that storytelling. I know that when something works, people are going to use it. I'm not really here to question those who are using that strategy. Like they're using it because it works. My question is, why is it working? Let's look at the, the receiving end. Let's look at the individual and say, what is it about this? Do you, why do you need to be told these stories? Why does storytelling work so well? Is it because it is like actually this like really great thing? And, it, and you know, I, I don't think that it's inherently bad, but just from one of the, some of the stuff that he's, you know, putting forth in this book already, that basically says something about like people spend, I don't know, all this time daydreaming and such. Except if they're storytelling. I don't know. He likened, he linked storytelling and daydreaming. And I was like, yeah, because it's fun and it gives people hope. If you can create your own stories, you don't need someone else to shove it down your throat. You don't need someone else to paint you the, you know, I see it. I don't want to call it out. I'll say it. You see coaches that are better salespeople than they are coaches. And they can twist the knife on a pain point and make you be like, fuck, I don't, I can't do that. I am nervous about that. And then they paint the story of, okay, but if we work together, this is what you could be, because what you could look like, right? It's a typical movie that you see where you are the main character and the person trying to sell you something is like Gandalf, right? Like they're just like there to help guide you. They're not like the main character. You are Frodo. You are the main character. And they're like, imagine if you got to Mordor and like, if you have, if you folks are not into like Lord of the Rings, you'd be like, what the fuck are you talking about? But put whatever your, you know, your favorite movie is. It's all the same of like, hey, realize that this, the actual main character is not you, the seller. The act, the main character is the customer. You are their like trusty guy, their steed, right? You're like the donkey uh, in Shrek. And the goal is like, show them, remind them of the pain that they have now. Remind them of like, oh man, this is where you're at. But then give them hope. Tell them the story of what it could be like if you worked together and you got them through to the other side and they underwent the transformation and look at this. Is it the most grimy thing and sales tactic? No. But I always want to empower the user, the individual and say, do, do you realize this is what's happening? And if you do and you realize it and you're like still like, yeah, but I want that, then, all, then amazing. Right? I'm always all about choice. But if you're just like, I didn't even realize. 
okay, so let's take a step back and see what can we do to create our own hope, to create our own story, to trust ourselves. All right, I'm looking at the time. This is not a Thursday shorty. I feel terrible now because I have a long episode on the Monday and now you're about to get another long episode on Thursday. But I was riffing with this because it's something that it just really it jumped out at me. And I, we'll see if I finish that, that audio, audio book, the audible book. Like I try to, but a lot of books, I'm just like, give me the facts and don't tell me the long ass stories. And if you're going to tell me a story, like, is it for, is it, you know, the story of how to win a game that I actually want to be playing? Or is it like, hey, here's a story of how you win this, you know, very traditional game that maybe you will win using the story because we made the rules. Like, mm, well then, in that case. But I will, in the show notes, I believe I have two things to link for you. I got the Dr. J Pops episode, right? So remember, moving forward, every Monday we will have all the long episodes. And then on Thursdays will be the Thursday shorties. Uh, and I will also link the consumption versus creation podcast uh, episode. I'm going to link actually two other things. Uh, one of them is going to be the podcast episode I did with Kathy Sierra. When I was, I actually, when I first listened to the, the yesterday, I listened to part of that book and I immediately, uh, what is it, voice messaged her on DM. I voice messaged her on Instagram on DM uh, and thanked her because she's the first person that I really heard just like counter all of this nonsense and present, thing in a, present things in a very factual way and a very scientifically based way and just talking about cognitive leaks and how to make a better product and a better service for people, which is by putting them and their experience at the heart and realizing that it's not like you know, you, it's not about you, it's about them and making them, you know, like themselves more. It's not about making them like you more. It's making them like themselves more and making them friends like them more, right? It's making them feel better uh, and look more impressive and such to their friends. And I was like, oh, so it's the same concept of, you know, putting that person at the center of the story, but without, without some of the uh, grimy tactics and she just cuts right to the, the heart of things. So I'm going to put that podcast in um, but I'm also going to link the, uh, it's not a Ted talk. It's like, maybe it was a South by Southwest keynote, something like that. It's a YouTube video. It's like 45 minutes long. Uh, I binged a bunch of stuff when I first, you know, met her quote unquote, met her online. Cause she's just fucking brilliant. Uh, and I think that that is super, super power, powerful. And just talking about cognitive link leaks, which is, if you listen, if you've ever read Story Brand, he talks about that and how people put, basically people put too much shit in their, their branding and marketing and, you know, your customer is tired as they're trying to figure out what to even do. Uh, we call it a cognitive leak. We like, you know, Kathy and I are besties now. So I will link those things. And yes, thank you for sitting with me through this episode. I know that some of you like to put the speed on 1.5 and because I speak so quickly, that makes it a little bit difficult so thank you for listening to me in real time uh, or if you're that good on sped up time not gonna ask you for any likes subscriptions anything like that uh, but if you do want to hit me back in the dms or you want to uh text me 310-737-2345 uh or you know email is kind of tough so i really would rather you not do that but if you want to text me if you want to dm me um and let me know what you think about, you know, do you need to be told a story? I would love to know. Okay, officially, 
gonna wrap it up. As always, endlessly, endlessly appreciative for each and every one of you. Until next time, friends, maestro. Maestro.